You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, welcome to Built for the Stage podcast. This is Joe Roscoe, founder of Built for the Stage, Broadway's number one fitness platform. If you want to try a free trial, go to the website builtforthestage.com. Or click the link in the description of this episode and you can work for seven days with your own Broadway fitness coach on an online app. So check it out. No catch, no gimmicks. Builtforthestage.com. If you like Built for the Stage podcast, please rate, subscribe, and leave a comment. It'd be greatly appreciated. All right. Please enjoy this conversation. Welcome to the podcast. With those laughs, the listeners out there know that we're having a great time already. We have Jeff Kerr and Katie Goffman with us. Thanks for being on the show, guys. Sure. Thank you. For having us. uh, It's my pleasure. It's going to be a fun one. I can't wait. Uh, We just had a great workout. Uh, These guys crushed it down there. Um, They were were grunting and sweating and giving each other the evil eye, trying to beat each other. And it was awesome. So that's right. We're riding an endorphin rush. We got some black teas and black coffees and just riding that wave. So let's get into this, like getting to know you a little bit. So you you recently both were just in the off-Broadway musical Clueless. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you guys were Swing Nation, right? That's yeah. Right. You were swingers. <laughs> we definitely were. Um, we were swinging. This is your first time in like a off-Broadway, Broadway production for both of you or no? Yeah. Because um, I do want to hit on the done. fact of like your first like like New York City production experience. I did Kinky Boots on Broadway. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you toured after. No, they brought me in from the tour to Vacation That's, Swing. Oh, reversed it. It Jeff's cooler than me. Yeah. <laughs> Hardly. Um, but yeah, they, they brought me in initially to cover like an injury. Yeah. Fr- um, uh, I left the tour and vacation swung the tour because I was like, I don't want to be on tour anymore, but I'll go out for a week if you need someone. Yeah. And then because of that availability, they were like, hey, can you do a week on Broadway? And then that turned into on and off for a year and a half. You tell, were you guys friends before the show? No. No. We've never met. Never met. Okay, now cool. we're friends. So, Tell, I love Jeff. Tell us a little bit about that experience of getting to know each other through your like your swing tracks and kind of like that special experience of being a swing in a show. Uh, well, th- the first day, 
um, everyone kind of, I don't know, did we actually like circle up and like say who we were and what we were doing? I think we did. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think just by default, the swings all end up hanging out together yeah. because we're not, uh, we're not learning the on stage. Yeah. I mean, stuff I clung yet. to you and Tiff cause I had never swung before. So I was like, teach me what you know. Yeah. And I had worked <laughs> with Tiffany on, on the road with kinky boots. Yeah. So it was a very easy, fast bond. Mm -hmm. And it was the three of us just hunkering down, right? Scribbling notes. in our... Yeah. Scribbles, <laughs> literally scribbles. My scribble script. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> had, had either... Yeah. Cause that's kind of important as a swing. You, you should be organized in like the way you write things down, right? Cause you have a lot to take down. Yeah. So what if you're not? Were you guys kind of naturally organized in that? She is, mm. for sure. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. And um, I'm definitely not by default. And so this, and I've even swung before, and this sort of forced me to be even more organized because uh, the show was being created on us versus when I did Kinky Boots, it had already been set. So if I had a question, there, there was someone that already knew the answer. Yeah, and things and, were always changing. Yeah, literally just like, and now this is different uh, for Clueless and just we'll rip that page out and start a new one. And it was just like trying to keep up. Yeah. There's a lot, a yeah. lot of, a lot of scribbles. A lot of scribbles. <laughs> I've never thought about that for the swings in a new production. Where yeah. It's like, you're learning whatever, how, let's say four tracks, five yeah. tracks, and you are in the process of learning them and then you have to relearn them as they're changed. Yeah. And for the person that's playing the role primarily, it's just one thing that they have to learn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You have to relearn everyone. Yeah. Everyone. Oh, that's awful. So like if awfully good, I guess, you know, you guys have to be very I mean, smart they were, and talented. They were changing lots of stuff too. Oh, up until the yeah. opening night, yeah. And even like during previews I went on for share. Oh you did, yeah. And I just remember Amy coming and like giving me like New pages, new page, like new stuff, right? To before. the She's Like if you don't, if you if you don't do it tonight, it's fine. But if you can, try it. And I was like, okay, new monologue. <laughs> if you can, meaning like if you wanted to, skip if you can, it if you just... yeah, if you can try it, try it. And I was like, okay, I got it. I mean, we we I mean, everyone was kind of putting out fires and as best as they could for that whole tech process. And yeah. and there was a point where like I remember out. our assistant choreographer. Um, Charlie Sutton and our dance captain, Tiffany Ingen, uh, where like a number had been set and then they literally completely cut it or it got changed completely and then it got cut. So it was like, they're scribbling to make changes and then it got cut and they're just like, rip it out, throw it away, it's done. And just having to like, not only adjust the fact that there's a, not a number, but it affects all the traffic of entrances and exits and costume changes. And now who has to move that set piece changes. because they were available and now they're not because now they have to make a costume change because now they don't have a three minute number to change and move a set piece. It was, it was a scramble. You had mentioned just now that you went on for share, which is the lead in the show, right? Yeah. Okay. So tell us a little bit about that. Um, okay. I, so I covered five tracks. Jeff, you had five tracks? Yeah, we all yeah. had five. So we yeah. all had five tracks in the show. I went on, like, for my Sky Staring rehearsals, but I've only went on for share during the show. And so um, I, we had kind of, Dove was feeling a little under the weather, and we knew that, so 
they had like tried her costumes on me because they hadn't made full costumes. There's only one set. There's yeah. only one set. And luckily, you luckily I dropped 10 pounds during the rehearsal <laughs> process and I fit the costumes. <laughs> I think I literally, I think I just lost the weight because of stress. Like I didn't do anything and eating soup. <laughs> but that's a whole other story. And um, yeah, so I fit the costumes and literally I tried them on and it was like a miracle because they would have had to like make all new costumes. Yeah. And she was getting sick, but I had no put in. So basically all we did was run my costume changes the morning on Saturday morning. Because they thought that maybe she'd be out so on thought, Sunday. Yeah, they thought she might be out Sunday. She was getting sick. It's Saturday morning. They were going to call a put-in rehearsal and call the entire cast Saturday morning before a four-show weekend when we just had tech all week. Right. And I was like, please do not call a put-in rehearsal for me. I know it. I'm fine. Everyone will hate me. <laughs> please do not call a put-in rehearsal. I can just, I'm fine. I know I know it. Jeff got together with me with my brother. We ran it yeah, in the rehearsal studio. studio. Yeah. The week before, I know the part, I'm fine. All I need to know is I can make my costume changes. So Tiffany, Charlie, and the dresser, we like ran the costume changes Saturday morning. Then I thought I had two shows to watch, at least until she was like gonna be sick. Cause she was like, just like had a tickle, you know? You're getting sick. I thought I had time. And then we're watching the show Saturday. I see Paul Rudd like two rows ahead of us, like watching the show. I go to the bathroom at intermission and then Charlie comes running over to me. He's like, Katie, Katie. And I'm like, waiting in the line to pee in the lobby. And I'm like, oh no, <laughs> oh no. And so then I run backstage. Mitchell. Mitchell. So you and Mitchell SWAT. Yeah. And oh, I love that. First show of the day. And then I went on for act two and I just remember Justin backstage being like, how do you feel? And I was like, my heart is beating really fast. <laughs> and then I was on. And then I was on the rest of the weekend. It was crazy. Yeah. Amazing. But it was like, you just, I just had to rip the bandaid off because she doesn't leave stage, like except for like almost the entire show, except to change costumes. You like once up? you're on the ride, you're on. Yeah, you cannot You cannot stop. get off. You cannot stop to look at your notes. Yeah. Even if you had notes. Like... Even if you had notes. You go it was crazy. Did you go outside after the stage door and meet anyone? Did they? I'm always curious as the audience, like, you looked really different in the second act than you did in the first act. Well, well, they had to make an announcement. Okay, they announced it. And Paul Rudd did stop by after. And he I did come backstage. And, and I recently saw him at a bar at McCoy's. And I was like, really? I was, yeah, I'm not kidding. So they play. Oh, I shouldn't maybe say that. I saw him at a bar. They play poker in the back sometimes, I think, with some like other famous people. I'll and but I don't I saw them and I saw him in the back of this bar and I walk over to Paul I was like hi I'm Katie you saw me in Clueless I went on an intermission he was like oh and he gave me a hug we had a whole chat about it when he came backstage <laughs> when he came backstage though um he fully understood that like Dove was sick and yeah. out and then you jumped in and how big of a deal that was and he was like oh my god congratulations to you yeah like yeah they he had fully to, recognized they, they have to it. announce it and stuff too yeah but that was cool that he like yeah because he him and his daughter were clearly there to see they were dove fans yeah to yeah. connect with dove and she's like yeah and they didn't get to um because she went home so it was nice to like to see that side of um a celebrity being appreciative of an understudy going on yeah crazy. I saw the king and I once and the king uh, threw his back out in half the oh. 
he understood he wasn't ready, so he had to go script in hand for all of Act Two. Oh, it yeah. was amazing. <laughs> that, I mean, Whoa. I enjoyed that you, more. You than live me. for those moments. Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. live theater, right? Yeah. Wow. What about you? Did you have any of those kind of moments? Uh, you went on for a lot of your tracks. I went on for three out of the five tracks yeah. that I cover, and um, two were roughly planned. And or I had at least a heads up. Um, the last one I went on for, uh, I guess, like the male authority figure, which is he plays Mr. Hall, Cher's dad, the driving instructor, the principal, the the voiceover um, for the mo old-timey movie. Uh, and so you had to do all these different characters and all these different voices and all these different costume changes. And uh, almost always you have two pairs of everything on because of changing and all that stuff and so uh the guy that played the role was i don't know uh, uh six four linebacker size person and i'm not that and um uh, everyone was so uh not ready for that scenario to happen that they didn't even have an, a backup option for me so luckily we had an earlier matinee that ended at, uh, it was a student matinee that started at noon and ended at 2.30, so we had like two more extra hours to wash all the costumes, and they were ready to be fit and altered at 4.30. Uh, mind you, the show starts at 7.30, so we had three hours to safety pin and take in every costume that I would have to wear, and, um, and they did it amazingly. How about how many costumes do you think you were it, I'd say at least like seven because like some of the characters had like uh, like an act one and act two look and then some of the characters only had one look or um, they only appeared once um, but uh, so the the first look was a business suit and then I had to change into the teacher and that first change was the last thing that they altered so they accidentally left it in the other room and as I was trying to change the pants weren't there and then people were running I'm getting paged over the intercom which means you have like maybe 15 seconds and I still didn't have the pants on and then so the dresser goes running for the pants and I'm trying to she brings them to me trying to thread a belt through and I'm hopping as she's like threading the belt through they're calling I hear the music which means like five seconds basically before I have to make an entrance and then just silence. And I'm still in the wing fussing with my pants. And, you know, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna take this moment and just be in it and try to like make it something versus trying to Rush on, stress yeah. and panic and be like, I wasn't on time. I was like, no one out in this audience has seen the show before. They don't know. So really it's only the actors on stage who know what's up and they all know the situation that I'm in at the moment, so who cares? So I took my time and made the slowest entrance possible, and then when I, I got on stage, I said my line and then realized my pants were completely unbuttoned and almost like around my like thighs. Luckily, I had another pair underneath for the other quick change I had to do. So then I said my line and like turned up stage and finished getting dressed on stage. It was a whole other story. Literally. They were waiting for you because you had other business to tend to apparently. Exactly. Stage exactly. kind of still had the red paint on your hands when you walked on the stage. Yeah, so however you interpret it that moment, but um, 
it was it was a funny, excited, you know, crazy, nervous moment, but um, it was great. Let's go to the Instagram uh, a little bit more. Uh, a post from you, Katie says. It was a it was a quote, and it said, "Remember when you wanted uh, what you currently have." I'll say it again. Remember when you wanted what you currently have. Oh yeah, I like that quote. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So how do you do your best at living that quote of like not just like okay whatever next like, yeah what do I want next yeah how I, do you live that I think I, I really like that quote because it makes you like remember oh to be grateful for the moment that you're in and how much the successes you've yeah. had yeah and I feel like so much. Uh, of the time people are always like more I need more I need more it's not enough and like they want bigger and better things which is good to have goals and all that kind of stuff but you mm -hmm. need to remember to be grateful for what you have achieved and what you are doing and remember you, it's like you know if there's a process to everything and I feel like sometimes people don't forget to like take in the moment and enjoy it once they get there yeah I love yeah. that yeah I like that more and more like as the years go on we become more of a uh, consumer society mm -hmm. and it's just about getting 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 yeah just yeah. being validated by that next job right. and not what you've already yeah. accomplished I, where I, you've come from yeah and posting that during clueless i just like saw it and i was like yes i need to remember to enjoy this show and what i'm doing and getting to perform yeah and do what i love you know can you share each of you a moment when you weren't able to do what you loved and how you got through that moment. Uh, maybe like a dry spell in not booking uh, a show in a little bit, or what, maybe when you first started trying to be an actor professionally and that grind of just climbing yeah. the ladder. Um, yeah. I'll go first. You want to go? No, go for it. Okay, so. I mean, I've had, I had like a little bit of a dry spell before Clueless, but I feel like with every, um, like I did ghost on tour and have a dry spell. I did a couple commercials, but, uh, my dry spell pushed me to, uh, learn to write. And I feel like sometimes you have dry spells for other purposes, like, or like there's things you can learn through your dry spell and they're propelling you to where you need to be. Mm -hmm. Like that was for me. Like it pushed me to open myself up to doing other things not stop acting but I learned to write when I learned to write then I learned oh I could produce them something I I wrote myself and put it online why not and like created my web series and researched how I edited it myself so I taught myself how to edit film and I looked up how you're supposed to correctly format all the TV show scripts and a musical script. Like I, I learned so much, and then I like produced it through seg, like a Seg New Media contract, and I did all the paperwork and became a producer, whatever. And like I taught myself endless skills, and made something and put my friends in it. It's really productive. <laughs> because I couldn't. No one else was hiring me, so I hired my goddamn self. <laughs> Didn't make That's any amazing. money, but I made something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I highly encourage other people when you're feeling down or like nothing's happening with your career as an actor to look within yourself and say, well, what's my story? What's my story that I could tell? What do I want to do? Like, and to create things and create your own opportunity, mm -hmm. you know, um, 
I think it's like the most important thing you can do. And even if you don't think you could write or don't like have that skill, then maybe it's producing your own concert where you're singing something or making a have, have finding someone that can if you want to sing like just go sing and record a music video and put it online right like do something else that you for can, yourself there's things you can do that will make you create feel creatively fulfilled absolutely while you're waiting for the next gig because you're it's out of your control you don't you can't control it right you can just audition you can practice you can do the best you can you can meet people and like all that kind of stuff and keep going but like, you can't hire yourself always. So, well, I guess you know. If you're creating. If you're creating it, you can. You can. You can. Yeah. You can. What about you, Jim? Uh, that was a really good answer. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> good luck. <laughs> Your turn. <laughs> um, Next. <laughs> you're up. Next. Um, yeah, I guess my dry spell came after uh, a summer of. Uh, of work that uh, I did one show that I had a great time with, with that was very fulfilling, and then I did another show that was very unfulfilling. And well, what? No, I'm just <laughs> don't Why? have names. What happened? Who's the director? <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, there were multiple reasons why it was unfulfilling, and it was more sort of a, a reflection on where I wanted to to move my career to, and. I had been doing regional theater for you know seven-ish years, and I was like, "This is great, but I've done this. How do I move forward?" And so I just sort of started raising the bar for myself and saying, "Like, no, I'm not going to audition for that show, even though I know I could get a callback for it, or no, I could possibly book it." Um, but like, what is that going to get me? Just another show on my resume. Because I started having doubles of shows, like four or five different shows that I've done more than once. So it's kind of like, what am I, where's this going? So I raised the bar and doing so, I didn't work for nine months, 10 months, which was the longest I had ever like been in the city and not worked. And that was hard. And I uh, just tried to be here and be seen by, you know, as many things I thought I was right for. Because um, I feel like in this business, if you audition for, you know, let's say if you go to a required call once a year, you're there for that one time, but then you're gone. And they don't know that you're still in the city unless you keep showing up for, you know, multiple shows. And, uh, Ultimately, I ended up booking Kinky Boots because I, uh, I went in on my own uh, three or four times, like went into a chorus call, made, got a callback, got cut. And I repeated that like three times. So I think I auditioned six or seven times for the show before I got it. Then I got it and uh, that was the next level that I was hoping for. But it took, you know, 10 months, almost a year to do. Thanks. Very inspirational. You matched. Good job. Oh, next, next round. Let's see. Ding, ding. People need to hear that. You know? Yeah. They need to hear that. My dry spell was much longer than that. <laughs> I mean, like, but in a way, You're like. Also a dancer, though. A dancer, but like, 
I'm sure you could have worked for, you know, $400 on an equity contract yeah. or even a non-equity yeah, contract doing yeah. random shows, being a random chorus person for as long as you wanted, yeah. but that's not what you wanted. No. So that's essentially what I was doing yeah, and yeah. I just had to like say no. Yeah. I want to go forward. Go totally. move forward. Yeah. Uh, in the show, I didn't get to see it. There were spoofs okay. on like 90s melodies. It's yeah, it's like all 90s music. The whole thing is. Yeah, but they rewrote a bunch of the lyrics. Right. Not they. The director slash writer of the movie was our Amy Heckerling. Amy Heckerling, which uh, she wrote our script and rewrote the lyrics to all of these 90s songs. She's pretty was that cool. expensive? To get the rights Probably to was, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because um, they even said that they wanted to use a few different songs and they couldn't, couldn't get the rights. Get the yeah. rights. Yeah, you used NSYNC's Bye Bye Bye. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was good. Yeah. It was I good too. I love NSYNC. Oh, yeah. Is this online somewhere where I can find their. It's I don't think not so online, yeah. I think, like, you know, she's still doing rewrites, Amy's doing rewrites, and hopefully it'll happen again. Yeah, that's so, what we're so. all hoping for. For another production and then maybe a Broadway run. Yeah. yeah. Fingers crossed. Okay, so but, I'll be on the lookout because I, I, I need to see this. But yeah. I feel you. Like, I got to sing that song once yeah. and I was, like, living my, you know, boy band dreams. Exactly. It was so fun. Really oh, fun. man. Jealous over here. Cool. Um, why was it so fun? Go into a little bit more about, like, that number. What did you get to do that was, like... I mean, it's like to, a dance number. It is a. It was probably the biggest dance number yeah. in the show. Like as far as like the, the group dance, I think, so. I think it had the biggest impact as a group dance in the yeah. in the whole show. And then to like, basically, you know, belt your face off at the the end of the song and yeah. hit you know hit these high notes and like the whole cast is behind you and singing these harmonies that, and our amazing uh, music. Uh, arranger, composer, orchestrator, Ethan Pop, like basically recreated the the original track. And so it it just sounds like you are in sync on the stage at an in sync concert, like leading the show at that moment. It was just a very cool moment to to do. Yeah. When you're rehearsing for the musical, um, it could seem like Clueless could be like light and very superficial uh what themes or like artistic visions did your director uh kristen hangy have for you guys like when you entered into rehearsals that perhaps she didn't but did she have something in mind where it's like hey i don't want this to just be fluff like let's actually have some moments on the stage i mean i just remember what did she say what, you know, like, just keep the pink balloon. It was a balloon or a bubble? Oh, no, it was a balloon. She did say that on the keep first day. the pink day. balloon in the air. She said, Clueless is like a, a pink balloon, and you, if you weight it down with too much of whatever, too much costumes, too much set, too much shtick or something, then it will fall, and we just have to keep, keep the balloon in the keep air. The keep, in the air. Light, keep it floaty, keep it, keep it light. Yeah. Keep the pace up. The pace definitely yeah. it not to say that it was like it was fluff because i think there are some real moments there yeah. but um but yeah she didn't want it to be weighted weighted down by other elements but there was that one day where um we were doing uh 
dreamer's disease in oh it's got some like yeah like some stuff yeah. some real kind of like yeah what are those moments let's say what, it, what, what's real about the show in in that moment it was kind of like the the i guess the juxtaposition of like a realist and a dreamer uh josh and Cher. yeah i mean amy always talks about how like Cher is like the hope she's a hopeless like an optimist like hopeless optimist like everything she is like sees it with like Pink. Yeah, like rose-colored yeah, glasses. Rose-colored yeah. glasses, and like Josh is like dark and not, and like how opposites attract. Mm-hmm. You know, like dark and light balance each other out in so many things, and that's how, that why they end up together, right? Yeah. And but there's also like um, they did the, what he was talking about with dreamers' diseases. They like you know passed out flyers and like saved the planet and like kind of made it like. Yeah, it, it was it was kind of like a, a moment that can be applied to even now and just sort of like changing the world, bettering the world, and especially in the climate that we're in, political, uh, environmental, all the things that like trying to make positive changes uh, is always a good thing. And we, we were like, oh, we can take that moment in this show that is set in the 90s and still apply it to today and sort of add a little bit of that and it was a, a really nice moment mm-hmm. she kind of took us there yeah yeah what are some daily disciplines that you two practice that kind of keep you on track um keep you motivated keep you doing what you need to do to get to the places you have been and are today nothing no, I'm kidding. <laughs> nothing Not, amazing. nothing amazing i don't need to do anything <laughs> i'm just kidding coffee <laughs> coffee helps coffee every day um i do nothing daily I, I mean coffee i go to the gym five days a week I and i mean thanks to your routines but um uh yeah i feel like that is something that sort of mentally helps me like center and if i don't have anything to do for the day that's my one thing that i can check off and and feel good about myself but also like it just gives me a mental uh, sort of, this is my time, this is my own space, and it's just for me. Um, and then side effect is staying in shape for our business, um, where who knows what they're going to throw at you and what you have to be able to physically do. Yeah. Um, and mentally, yeah. like being mentally clear. and That's almost sometimes more important. <laughs> being mentally <laughs> clear. Yeah. <laughs> true, true, true. So it kind of helps to... to just sort of center have a moment of being centered like i like to journal so i in my like i'll make i will probably at least once a week like make a set of goals for myself that i want to get done this week and then i try to check them off like i do do that kind of stuff yeah but and i well, sometimes i sometimes i count my calories and that my fitness gal <laughs> you know but how about when you're auditioning that, when you're in the midst of like the audition grind yeah what keeps you showing up what keeps you like motivated to you know in the snow in the awful weather like mm-hmm. okay gotta show up for this call and well the the lack of work <laughs> is, the motivating is is motivating yeah. also i try to go in for things that um that i want to do that uh, maybe back in the day i would just i would you know, go to every audition, every dance call, every singing call that yeah. I just could and just hopefully get cast in something. And sometimes it would work. But now I really go for stuff that interests me, inspires me, and 
or if it's a choreographer I want to work with, or a director, or um, you know, a great theater, or a project like Clueless that you know could possibly go somewhere and just be a part of something like that. That's motivating. So when you go in the room and you want to be there for those reasons, I think that shows more even more, yeah. and it makes you work harder and and also like be your your best self in a way. When I'm in shows, make sure. The energy backstage is good, and like I like to leave note love notes. Yeah, you were great about <laughs> leaving little notes on post-its for everybody. Yeah, everyone loves that. I just feel like you gotta be good to each other, and it's yes. like the community is small, and being good people is not the to most cut each other down. It, yeah, sometimes it can feel very competitive, like because essentially you are competing for a job. Yeah. Once you have the job, especially, mm -hmm. but even before that, we're all on the same yeah. team. And that'll do it with Jeff Kerr and Katie Goffman. You can find them on their websites, jeffkerr.net, K-U-H-R, and katiegoffman.com, K-A-T-I-E-G-O-F-F-M-A-N. Thanks again for listening. Please feel free to rate, subscribe, leave a comment. Be a lot of appreciation coming at you. Once again, also, if you want to try that free trial, now's the time. Go to the website, buildforthestage.com. Or DM me on Instagram at Bill for the Stage. Until next time, it's me, Roscoe, signing off. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.